And let's check in, shall we, on our friends uh, Harry and Meghan. I haven't talked about Prince Harry and Meghan Markle for a little while. They are set to formally step down as senior royals next month. And the agreement reached between the Queen and the couple last month will be put into effect starting March the 31st. Now, starting April 1st, Harry and Meghan will no longer hold an office at Buckingham Palace and will instead be represented by their UK charity foundation team. And there is word today that the, there's a bit of a royal standoff between Harry and Meghan and the Queen over their uh, use of the word royal and whether or not they should be able to refer to themselves as a royal or uh, the royal Sussexes. Let's uh, welcome in our good friend and uh, royal writer, Patricia Treble. She joins us now here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Patricia, good afternoon. Nice to speak with you again. Oh, always a pleasure, Jeff. All right. Uh, first off, uh, who's got the ultimate or final say on this when it comes to this? Is it the Queen? Yeah. I mean, it really it really comes down to it, to the Queen. I mean, she does not want to this to be in any way angry. She doesn't want it to be divisive. She wants to very much leave the door open to her grandson and his wife that if they decide that they kind of want to come back to be full-time royals, that they can. I mean, you know, she she loves them. Um, and, you know, she, she never likes confrontation in her family. But in the end, this is more than just what, you know, what a 93-year-old granny wants. This is the monarchy. This is the family business. And you've got to pass it down to successive generations. So it's her, but it's also Prince Charles, because he's, you know, he's the next one. He's, he's going to be taking over the family firm, you know, in the not-too-distant future. And this, this use of the word royal went for commercial purposes is a red flag. And I, I don't see how they're going to be able to do that. Okay, what is the benefit of them, Harry and Meghan, be, being able to use the title or word royal or the title royal Sussexes? It's a, it's the connotation, right? It's the fact that they are royalty. It's the fact, and that's why that's why they're not able to use they're not going to be able to use the HRHs, the Her, Her Royal Highness, His Royal Highness, um, past um, the thirty first of March, and certainly not for their for their commercial ventures, because it's it's a connotation. Are is this being endorsed by the royal family? So if they do a deal with you know I, the one I always throw out is Apple Apple you know Apple products that let's say they become brand spokespeople for Apple products, are they then representing the royal family? or they're representing themselves. They're getting paid by it, by, you know, by that company. They're getting paid to do speeches. Are they doing them on behalf of the monarchy or are they doing them for their own, for a paycheck? And that's where it gets, that's where it gets confusing. And that's why in most countries, like New Zealand has very specific laws on how, how you can actually use the word royal. You can't just call yourself the royal dog company um, in New Zealand. And a lot, of com- a lot of countries, realm countries like Canada, have very specific rules on using the word royal. Yeah, does uh, do the royals, Patricia? Do they have official affiliations at all with any commercial products? I mean, when I think of uh, the royals and some products uh, like Range Rover, Jaguar, they, they sort of come to mind just because I see them in those vehicles. But do they actually have any sort of kind of official commercial tie with them? No, they don't, and that's the whole thing. And that's why they're funding when they're doing official engagements for the. And we're talking about. I'm, I'm very specific. I'm talking about the working royals. These are the group of people who do official engagements on behalf of. The, of the monarchy. Um, we're not talking about the, the larger, you know, the family. Um, but when we're talking about the royal, the, the actual working royals, they are paid privately from the Queen and from Prince Charles to carry out the royal duties because they can't make those connections. And so, yeah, you'll see them in Range Rover. They fly BA. There's 
what they call the Royal Warrant Holders Association. So if you do have products and stuff like that, you can apply for, you know, for to make an official tie um, with the royal family. It simply says that your your products are used in royal households, not how they're used, and you're very specific on how you can use that affiliation in your products. And they've had companies have gone gone past the red line and they've been stripped of their royal warrants. Um, and so, you know, there's very they're very circumspect about this because they know that they have they the Windsors are the most popular brand, the most famous brand in the world. And they don't want it tarnished. And I think in the end what's probably gonna happen is that Harry and Meghan are almost certainly gonna have to pick another name for their charitable foundation. Right now it's it's Sussex Royal and they want that to kind of be their brand over everything. And probably if they do get to keep it it'll be just for the charitable work but they can't use it anywhere else, or they have to simply pick another name. And H&M, I'm going to say, is taken. Okay. A bit of a sidebar, but uh, yeah. Royale, uh, facial tissue, isn't it? Uh, have they ever been sued by uh, the House of Windsor? <laughs> <laughs> Not that I know of. Okay. I, know, I know exactly. You get, you get these weird little, you get these weird little inoculants, but it's like the Royal Conservatory of Music and things like that. Right. You have to, to, to use the word, the, have the Royal Monarchy is a, is a very specific thing. And it's one of the things you don't even think about. I mean, I do because this is what I do. But then you, you know, you. Ha- but they have to think. And as 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 you said, as of the thirty first of March, they're out. They're they're coming back to do a chunk of royal duties the beginning end of February, beginning of March, and then that is it. They're off on the great unknown. Um, yeah, maybe those uh, facial tissues are known as Royale and not Royal for a reason. But <laughs> The E on the end, I think, is quite deliberate. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Harry and Meghan, they will, as you mentioned, officially leave the royal family at the uh, end of next uh, month. Uh, does it stand to reason when you leave the royal family that you also, I guess, leave or, or lose the ability to be identified as royal? I mean, is this a bit of a, a, a weird ask or expectation from them? Well, I mean, this is simply unprecedented. I mean, nobody, nobody as senior as them has, has ever done this before. So, I mean, it, we are kind of breaking new ground. But, yes, I mean, there has to be a sharp division um, between, you know, between royal duties and, and their commercial, they're, you know, because they're actually going to be, you know, going out taking any paychecks. I mean, they were just down in, in Florida, and they were, Harry was talking to a whole bunch of, you know, invited guests on behalf of J.P. Morgan, uh, J.P. Morgan, which is the big financial institution in the States, and he pocketed, you know, what is assumed to be a paycheck upwards of a million dollars for that. Um, and so, yeah, and, and that's why they're going to have in this deal, they're going to have like a one-year, like, review. So they're going to go back and they're going to look at everything that's happened, you know, in the first year of this so that they might have to tweak the deal um, because there's going to be weird situations that are going to evolve out of this. Um, but it does raise the question of... of how different are they going to be from every other celebrity then, right? If they can't sure. use the royal, I mean, everyone knows he's Prince Harry, but if you can't use it, then, then you know. Are, but, you know, Patricia, that was my next question because you're absolutely right. Everybody knows uh, Harry and Meghan and knows Harry as uh, Diana's uh, son and knows him as uh, Prince Harry. So really at the end of the day, is this kind of semantics, is it much ado about nothing? I, I think it. I think it is in many ways uh, for the vast majority of people, much ado about nothing. I think for royal officials, I think for people like me, it is. It does actually mean something. Um, and it and it's those it's those tiny little things. I mean, this is the royal family and the be all and end all will not you know will not stop the world from rotating on its axis. You know, if we're talking about you know the fact that they're they're 
their knickers are in a twist about using the, the word royal. But it does actually mean something um, in the end. And they have decided that they don't want to be full-time royals. That means that they can't get the benefits that come with that. Right. Um, uh, do you think the benefits are going to be even larger and bigger? I mean, at the end of the day, Harry and Meghan, they've broken away. They're going to establish their own brand. And will that brand probably probably be bigger and personally benefit them more than uh, being associated with uh, the royals? That's, that's the million, multi-million dollar question. Yes. And, I'm, and uh, to be honest, I'm not so sure, because if you don't have the big royal tours, if you don't have all those associated benefits that come with being a royal, um, who are they in the end? Um, you know, I mean, you know, they, people keep talking about, oh, they're comparing themselves against the Obamas. But the Obama, I mean, Barack Obama was president for eight years. He was, you know, elected twice. Um, and so I don't know that you can make that sort of comparison. I mean, it's going to be interesting because, they, you know, things like, um, you know, he keeps his military titles, um, but he won't be able to use, he won't use his honorary positions, you know. Um, so it's, it's kind of a weird waiting game. I think we're going to we're going to get a good sense of it at the year mark. Um, the one-year review mark. We're going to get a good sense of what exactly they want to do. And the fact that they've let all their staff go in Britain, I think, certainly is an indication that, you know, they're going to base themselves certainly in North America. Yeah. When are we going to see, when do you suspect we're going to see the reemergence, the official reemergence of Harry and Meghan as this new brand? Yeah, I mean, that starts, that starts... March 31st, right? So that starts April 1st. I mean, that's the that's the big thing. But we are going to see them back in the public view um, starting about the end of the month. Um, they've got a whole series of engagements, big standing engagements, including the big Commonwealth Day service at Westminster Abbey, in which, the, you know, a huge block of the royal family always goes. The queen always goes to that. Um, and that's on March 9th. Um, and then when are they going to unveil their new stuff? I think if they're smart, they're going to take their time. They're going to start figuring it out, roll it out slowly, um, probably start with the charitable work and then work up to the commercial stuff. Um, um, I would think probably by the, by the summer we'll get it. We'll get an idea of what their future is going to hold. But obviously the first part of this new year, they have been very busy, I'm sure, hold away with uh, whoever their new advisors are, figuring out uh, who they are, what their uh, brand is, and how they're going to communicate that to the world and how they're going to roll that out. Oh, I, I think they've been in endless meetings. I mean, I think they, you know, they were down at Stanford apparently talking to people about, you know, how, how to do this sort of, this sort of a charitable work. I mean, they, I think that they want to still be, to be very active on the world stage. Um, the question is, is how they're going to, how they're going to do that. Um, and I think, yeah, it, it's unprecedented. And because of that, it makes it unique and it makes it hard. I think it's a very fine line they're walking um, between their charitable work and also getting paid for stuff. And it's going to be interesting to see how they can walk that line. Yeah, Just finally, Patricia, I want to circle back to something you said at the beginning of our conversation, that uh, the Queen is not uh, is trying not to make this uh, personal, that she still uh, loves her grandson and his wife, and maybe one day would love to welcome them back officially to the family. But is it going to be hard moving forward for there not to be, I don't know, some sort of, uh, I'll call it give and take, because uh, I'm thinking, you know, if Harry and Meghan are out on the world stage, is that overshadowing Will and Kate? Or are their profiles going to have to be bigger and out there more to sustain this royal brand over Harry and Meghan's new brand, whatever that is? Yeah, I mean, it, we, th- this is now a, a problem that Charles is, it must be 
just kind of, you know, tearing his hair out about because he'd always wanted to slim down the number of working royals. I mean, the queen has a lot of her her cousins who are quite elderly who are still doing royal duties and stuff like that. He very much has made no secret of the fact he wanted to be very slim, focused on his family. But his family is him and Camilla, William and Kate, and Harry and Meghan. And now one third of that mix that those that group of six are gone so in a way it actually puts more pressure on the top four on charles and and camilla who are in their 70s and william and kate who've had kind of a part-time sort of life they've been you know the queen has wanted them to spend as much time as they can while they're young with their kids because she didn't get that when she became queen at 25 and now that's going to be over because if you know if everyone else is starting to retire the pressure now on william and kate is enormous um, that I think they're, they're going to have to step up and do a lot more tours. They're going to have to do a lot more duties than they than they currently do. Yeah, we'll get you out on this question. Are we any closer to finding out where uh, Harry and Meghan are officially going to land? Is it Toronto? We heard last week that they'd bought some like fifteen million dollar house somewhere here in Toronto. I, you know, I I hear those rumors too. I I don't know anything. I mean, I. I think it's going to be a big city. I don't see them staying in, in Victoria. Um, I think that that's just a little bit odd being in a rented place, you know, in Victoria. But where they're going to finally end up, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And I don't know that we're going to know definitively till after the U.S. election. Because Megas made no, no, no bones mm. about the fact she's not a Trump fan. So I think the the results in November could have a very big impact on where they, they're going to finally settle. Interesting. Patricia, really appreciate the time as always. Thanks so much. You're more than welcome, Jeff.